Hello, everyone. This is the Asher Marketing Podcast. I'm Anthony Giuliano, and this week's guest is Amber Kakamo from the DeKalb County Visitors Bureau. Did I get all that right, you Amber? You sure did. Thank you so much. Yeah, between Giuliano and Kakamo, we have pretty much all the vowels covered. <laughs> I don't get a lot of vowel-ending last-name guests on this show. Are you so Italian as well? I am. Okay. Yeah, I'm more probably Irish and English than I am Italian, but when your name is Anthony Giuliano, it's kind of obvious say. that, yeah. yeah, there's some Italian there. So we're going to talk about your career path. We're going to talk a little bit about your organization and some of the stuff you're working on. But I want to begin by giving a shout out to one of our common friends. That is Turner Watson. Turner Watson. Hi, Turner. You're probably not listening to this, but... If, if I knew that you were, I would have Amber tell the story of when you and she first met, but I'm not going I to do that no to you. I am no one's dancing monkey. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the quote. So everybody just do with that what you will. If you know Turner, you'll know, you'll not be surprised to hear that he once said that to Amber. So um, you've worked in radio, you've worked in education, and now you work in at a visitor's bureau where you're mm-hmm. attracting people to come to your community. So let's start with that career path because it's taken some twists and turns as many of our guest career paths have and start at whatever you think the beginning is. You mentioned to me before we hit record that you grew up in Wayndale. So maybe start there and then take us through what your career has looked like and how you ended up doing what you're doing today. For sure. Uh, so growing up, um, uh, we lived right by Wayndale Park. So, you know, I was one of those kids that I was at the park all the time playing baseball and football with the boys. And I was going to, whatever I was going to do is going to revolve around athletics, um, you know, and the love for sports just was like, you know, I'm going to be a gym teacher when I grow up, which kind of segued into I'm going to be a teacher. I'm great with kids love teaching, love breaking down information, those kind of things. So uh, my kind of path from an early age was, I'm going to have kids and I'm going to be a teacher. Um, And actually, that's what I did um, until I had kids and I was a teacher at the same time. And I go, you know what? I don't know if I can do both of these things well at the same time. And many people do. Kudos to them. So so you you received an education in education. Correct. And where'd you go to school? Uh, uh, I went to, well, so I played soccer in college. So I went ah. to Indiana Tech. Yeah. I got okay. a bigger soccer scholarship from St. Francis. Uh-huh. Decided I was done playing soccer and finished at IPFW. Okay. So All right. I hit a little bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like it. Sounds like you took the grand tour of colleges. In I Northeast sure Indiana. did. Yeah. All right. So you get into, is it preschool that you're teaching and yep. you decide too many kids? Because yeah, my kids were right there with me. So I wanted yeah. to be a stay-at-home mom and sure. teach where my kids were um, yeah. and all that great stuff. And it really was a great experience. I taught martial arts for years. Sure. Um, just, so just super involved in that kind of mom life that you yeah. have when your kids are that age. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I had grown up with a, with a really strong single mother who loved business and networking. And, and uh, you know, as a teenager was like, I'm never going to do what you do. Yeah. Um, and I grow up and, and I'm exactly like her. And <laughs> I think that's okay now. Yeah. Um, but at some point with that shift, it was like, okay, you know, which I think probably a lot of people do in general. But I think moms in particular, when you're trying to kind of figure out you know, what that mom life, work life balance is. It was like, okay, what do I want to be when I grow up? Um, And you kind of have to uh, grow that with your kids. And that felt like the right path for me. So, um, so I was like, okay, rebrand myself. What do I want to be? And um, I I love networking. I love people. I love talking. I'm a language person, not a math person. I can do it. I don't know how well, but uh, you know, so, um, so, I decided I was going to hop into a WMEE and try some radio sales. So how do you get into radio? Is it just they had a need and you knew someone or 
you just hit the right person at the right yeah. time. How do you so make that switch? Actually, um, I had seen an ad somewhere, I believe, and uh, and surprisingly enough, um, and I know there is a lot of turnover in radio, but surprisingly enough, it's a pretty, especially with federated media, it was a pretty painstaking mm-hmm. uh, process where there was this consulting group and maybe three phone interviews. Oh, One wow. was like an hour long wow. and then there were in person. I mean, it was, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. this is a lot harder than I thought it would be. Yeah, sure. Um, which was good. And it was such a great experience. I had the best boss ever. I think for the first like, you know, professional boss, yeah. Allison, she's still at MEE. Okay. She was phenomenal uh, as as a professional coach. Um, and I, I still take a lot of the lessons I learned with her uh, with me today. So, um, but I, I also knew that, uh, you know, radio is a different kind of monster. Um, a lot good, a lot bad. There's a lot of trade-offs there. Um, and um, I, I really like the creative side of things. And so you kind of move from this realm of like, how do I create for other people? And then how do I kind of really own something and yeah. create that um, specifically? Sure. So what did that work consist of when you're working for ME? What what actually were you spending your time on? A lot, just uh, kind of hitting the pavement mm-hmm. and uh, telling people. So I always took sales as, because like I said, I never really saw myself as like a salesperson. Yeah, sure. And so I just always just had kind of a rule for myself. I'll never sell anything that I don't believe in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you can kind of get to that point, then it becomes more of an education process. Sure. So I really did see it as an education process. Yeah. So you're just educating people about what your markets are, yep. what your numbers look like how you can help them, those kind of things. So um, a lot of it for me was just networking, talking, seeing what people's needs were, where they were lacking, where they needed maybe some spice and some ideas, writing some uh, inventive commercials to say, you know, how can we kind of put a new take on this? Yeah. Um, so that that part was a lot of fun for me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So so you're at you're you're in radio for about how long? How long? Uh, you probably two. Three years. Okay, so a couple years in education, a couple years in radio, mm-hmm. and then what comes next? So then uh, Peter Franklin Jewelers was a client of mine, and they said, hey, look, you're already writing all of our commercial spots. We have a need here. Uh, just come over and work for us. And um, growing up as a tomboy, I never liked jewelry, right? Okay. It was like, I know who's got time for that. You yeah. Know, it's just, it just it's it's not a need for me. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I love jewelry now. It's like kind of when you once you get into that market, you're like, oh, man, so sparkly, and there's— so many like ways to talk about it, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I found myself develop right from this little girl tomboy aspect into, you know, you kind of grow professionally, you sure. grow as a mom, you grow as a woman. Um, so it's a natural process there. Yeah. And uh, loved my Peter Franklin family. I still, you know, go by and say hi to them often. I'm, I actually got them involved in the ACD festival, which was my next career thing. Cause okay. I'm like, you guys got to be a part of what's going on up here. It's yeah. just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and so, um, uh, but, you know, working holidays with kids was always kind of sure. a hard thing for me. So I always tell people like, for now, I'm a mom first because it's going to go by really fast. Yeah, sure. And I have the rest of my life to work, which I'm sure I'll do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as as the parent of a 21-year-old who had a really great mom who did most of the heavy lifting, even in my case, it went by really fast. So that's a good decision. <laughs> <laughs> so, So you're at Peter Franklin for how long? Uh, two, three years. Two, three uh, that kind of okay. seemed to be like the, well. <laughs> yeah. 
And then you go to the ACD Festival. For mm-hmm. people who aren't familiar, tell us what the ACD Festival is and what your role was there. So the Auburn Cord Duesenberg Festival um, is a festival that's been happening since 1956 in Auburn, Indiana. And uh, there's a museum there, the Auburn Cord Duesenberg Automobile Museum, uh, which is actually historically registered uh, as a national landmark where the museum is actually in the place where the offices were and where these cars were built and where the innovation happened. Okay. So uh, that's pretty spectacular. And a lot of people don't know that yeah. um, about us. So uh, this festival was really built just kind of around uh, EL Cord and the innovation that they did bring to a car culture in the 1930s. Um, and so it started with uh, somebody putting an ad in a newspaper where the first year, like 14 cars show up. Okay. Um, from around the world. And then they were like, this can kind of be a thing. Like, let's keep doing that. Um, and and obviously, you know, you get enough uh, marketing people in a room and they're going to like, how do we kind of sure. like monetize this and how do we help the community? And it just grew into this uh, really grand thing. And uh, the cruises actually um, auctioned off farm equipment at the time. And they're like, yeah, we'll try cars. <laughs> and, uh, and it was the, uh, what I was told um, is the first uh, ticketed auction event ever to take place. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Um, so huh. that's that's some history there oh, for sure. you. And sure. it's just it just it was phenomenal in the '80s and '90s and had all this. I mean, anybody who was everybody, uh, you know, came to this thing. So I felt uh, I felt like I was ignorant enough to go like, yeah, I could tackle that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of like you're if if you if you knew what you didn't know, you'd be scared. Oh my off, gosh. So, yeah. Well, and I literally came into the job in January and was planning the festival for that first Labor Day in August, um, not knowing what I was getting into. So I think I walked around the first full day with you know 800 cars around me and all this activity going like this thing is huge. Yeah. Like I had no idea. Yeah. Like you plan it on paper and you get these things going, but until you see it, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Well, and if I remember from our conversation going way back about 10 minutes ago, you weren't necessarily a car aficionado, not someone with a lot of knowledge of cars. Oh, is that true? Like zero. Yeah. Like uh, my dad was like, oh, you'll have a husband do that for you one day. Kind of, kind of guy. Sure. And so I was sure. like, oh, well, whatever. And yeah. so we were never taught yeah. um, and just found somebody to like help you take care of things. Sure. Um, sure. But, I've just, it's completely 180. Like, um, I love cars now and car culture. And people with some of these cars are going to be the nicest people you ever come across. And they want to share that. And they're like, cars are made to be driven. Get in and go. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to, you know, (laughs) you know, because when you grow up poor, like I did in Waynedale, like you're taught these rules, like you don't touch people's stuff that you can't afford to fix. Mm -hmm. And so it took me a long time to kind of get over that mindset of like, oh, that's your world. That's not my world. Sure, sure. Um, but it's so inviting, yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. So so then you make a transition that's a little bit smoother. You go from executive director of the ACD Festival to the role you have now. Mm-hmm. So how does that happen? And if I remember from what you told me mm-hmm. earlier, you played a little bit of a dual role in, in the first year you were in the position. Boy, that first year was a yeah. hard one. So it was basically like, um, the position for uh, executive director for the DeKalb County Visitor Bureau was open. And so, you know, there were kind of people saying, look, you're really good at what you do. Like, we need you for, you know, this space in the Visitor's Bureau realm. Um, and I said, well, I can't kind of let festival go. It's like my bait. Like, it really has become my third child yeah, <laughs> and sure. probably will forever be sure. at this point. Sure. 
Um, and I said, just bear with me. If I can just do both of these for, you know, a year, make sure it transitions well. Um, and then we can kind of move on from here. So uh, the good thing I will say about Auburn, DeKalb County in general, like there are so many people that really have the greater good at heart. Mm -hmm. And so when you're able to have these conversations about like, okay, these are my interests, your interests, this, it's like, okay, what's the greater good and how do we kind of get there? And yeah. so the collaboration, I think, is just phenomenal. So that helped you make that transition. Oh, for sure. More I mean, a full board support on both sides. Oh, that's great. Um, I mean, it, it could be something is like, hey, I need these, I, I need these uh, invoices out. I need you to help me deliver this. I need posters delivered. I mean, people just stepped up out of the woodwork to go like, okay, how can we support you? How can we make this happen? And um, 2019 was a really great year. All right. Well, so then you're in the role that you're in now. So mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about the DeKalb County Visitors Bureau. What does the organization do? What's your role? What's the scope of it beyond just the ACD Festival? How does all this come together? For sure. So basically, it's like, right, get people to visit DeKalb County. Mm -hmm. um, and and although uh, car culture is a very huge part of what we do, um, I wanted I wanted to be cognizant about what, I guess, percentage that was. Yeah. Um, so I kind of have, I have these little rules for myself and I, I keep hearing myself say like, oh, I have this rule or I have this thing. Um, not to make too many changes the first year going into mm -hmm. it. I just really wanted to observe and say, okay, what's been done? What's working? What's not working? To assume the people who were there before knew what they were doing and sure. learn from that. And yeah. for years yeah. and to say like, you know, nobody likes a leader that comes in. It's like, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do yeah, that, you yeah, know? Sure. Uh, and so I wanted, I'm always really cognizant about changing things before I really understand what's going on. Yeah. So, um, um, so yeah, I just kind of sat for a year, continue to build my network, continue to have conversations. Um, but what I found when I did go out to, uh, you know, different cities or the state of Indiana or even travel regionally, I'd go, hi, I'm Amber Kakamo from DeKalb County. And they'd go, oh, where's that? And I'd say Auburn, Indiana. And they'd go, oh, the cars. Mm -hmm. So the conversation really is about the cars, like out, you know. So it's a double-edged sword. It's oh. a reputation. The community is known for it, but it sort of overshadows anything else communication. It does. For, yeah. And so, I mean, you'll hear some people say like, can you guys talk about something other than cars? Which mm -hmm. we absolutely can because we have three amazing wineries. We got Auburn Brewing Company, um, Auburn City Steakhouse, Shorty Steakhouse. I'll put against any steakhouse literally. Okay. Like it's phenomenal. So we have these jewels of of uh, boutique shops and food and all these great things. But it really is the cars that make us unique, right? And, and in this a day and age when everybody's kind of shouting about what they have, um, you really do have to kind of find the niche things that that are going to stand out um, for you. So it's like, right, it's like a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Um, you don't go to their concert and they're going to be like, I'm not going to sing that song. Yeah. Uh, yes, you are, because that's <laughs> sure. what you're known for. I mean, sure. so it's kind of one of those things. You got to give the people what they want. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Sure. So, um, what does your staff look like? Is it just you? Do you have a team? Ooh. Obviously, you have a board. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I am. I am short staffed right now. So okay. if uh, any part time admins are out there that know some some stuff, uh, hit me up, please. Okay. <laughs> what kind of stuff are you looking for? Oh, just like QuickBooks right. data analysis, like going through some of the reporting that so we have. Keeping you out of the numbers and keeping exactly. you focused on the people. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. Um, yeah. So I did hire. I just hired a creative director okay. um, who's a Fort Wayne guy who's phenomenal. Okay. 
So I can go, hey, I need these pictures taken. I need this video done. Give me this logo work or this flyer. Um, And I'm really, uh, he's been there for two weeks and boy, I'm working him. I'll tell you that. Uh, Which is good because that's what we need. Yeah. So it's you, the creative director, hopefully a part-time admin. Hopefully a part-time admin and that's it. So how do you get everything done? Yeah. (laughs) Is your board um, involved in a hands-on way, or are they appropriately hands-off? Or they're they, actually, yeah. they they don't micromanage me. Good. They trust me fully. It's yeah. a phenomenal um, mm-hmm. feeling. Uh, and I feel sorry kind of for anybody that's not in that position where they're sure. kind of micromanaged by boards yeah. and those kind of things, because they really go like, you're good at what you do. Mm-hmm. We trust you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've garnished good results thus far. Like, keep doing what you're doing. Yep. How can we support you? Yeah. Um, so it's really been really great. So, I mean, I will say there are some things where I- I'm one of those people that I'm competitive. Um, I'm always trying to kind of outperform myself. Um, mm-hmm. And so I don't do everything I want to do to the best capacity that I can, um, but I never will. So I think I'm old enough and mature enough now to know know that that's just kind of a thing. I just have to learn how to sit in that and then just keep working. Well, it's actually a good position to be in. It's like I get to do everything I do is stuff I want to do, and there's stuff I want to do that I can't get to, Mm -hmm. which is much better than everything I do I don't want to do. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So you're involved not just with your full-time job, but you've Mm -hmm. got some boards that you're part of. So talk a little bit about that and how that complements the marketing role, if you will, that you have with DeKalb County. For sure. So, uh, you know, um, I know that sometimes, right, DeKalb County can be very Auburn-centric, and that's where all the hotels are, and that's where a lot of the events are and those kind of things. But we have a lot of good cities doing a lot of good things. And so I wanted to be, once again, really cognizant about going in to say, where can I help and where can I fit in and what's the greater good for the county? And not kind of fall into that, well, this is what's been done, so let's just do that. And so I really made a point this uh, past two years to put myself on a, a, a board or a committee um, in every single city or town. So, um, you know, that means uh, Garrett Heritage Days. That means I'm part of Butler Main Street, Auburn Main Street. Um, I have really close ties with Waterloo and uh, some of the events that they're doing, helping with St. Joe Pickle Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, we were able to give some granting money to Spencerville Covered Bridge uh, Rejuvenation. That's getting ready to open back up. So, just making sure that I have kind of eyes and ears on everything going on, but then also building those relationships because people assume you know information, right? They're like, oh yeah, Amber, she knows everybody and everything. But in actuality, it's like, hey guys, I only know what I know. And until you tell me or until I build these relationships, I can't, I don't know how to help you. Well, and there's a lot of value in being the person who knows the people with the answers, with the resources. Oh, for sure. You don't don't always have to know it all yourself. Well, I I try to make a point too, too, yeah, I'm so big on authenticity. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I just, I really feel like, you know, that's where you can really make those true connections with people. So, you know, I'll tell you about the the nice, like, hillbilly side of me and kind of yeah. laugh about it, like, oh, I'm all Waynedale. But I really, a part of me is really endearing and it's authentic. Sure, and, sure. Uh, you know, there are sides to people that I think when you find a connection, um, I just think it goes a really long way. Yeah, well, if you're not honest about yourself, people aren't going to be honest about who they are. And For sure. That's where the real good stuff happens. Is oh, yeah. Break down those, those barriers. So tell me, what are some of the big things you're working on? Mm-hmm. Obviously, the festival is one of them because mm-hmm. that's coming up Labor Day weekend. So tell me a little bit about what's 
on your mind with that? What are some of the big things that are taking up your time? Oh, man, that you can- I, I wish you hit me like two weeks <laughs> later because I could tell you so many more announcements that aren't quite ready to be out yet. But uh, this year for festival is going to be phenomenal. All right. Um, this year with the ACD Club coming into town, it's uh, we're celebrating women behind the wheel. So we're really focused on like women drivers and their contribution to um, the innovation of automobiles and just, you know, saying like, hey, we're going to all be left seat superheroes and we're going to get in the left side of that car and we're going to drive our own cars. And because what you see, especially when you kind of get to the higher higher ends of cars, um, you know, and joining car clubs and those kind of things. And I'm a part of this uh, National Women's Car Club Council, which it's like a monthly Zoom of 20 of us Mm -hmm. that get together and we talk about how do we best promote women in car culture and how do we work together? And it's this whole concept of, you know, how many of the car clubs, like, are the women approached? Are they on the email list? Are we communicating with them? Or are we just communicating with a husband and sure. then it's supposed to filter through? Or, you know, or even, you know, some experiences of, you know, women going to a concours, Amelia Island, Monterey, whatever, and mm-hmm. saying, hey, does your husband know you're driving his car? And she's like, oh, it's my car, yeah. actually. Yeah. I mean, so sure. just kind of battling these conversations and— yeah. um how we can kind of do to to spin that in a positive manner that, hey, you know, we are in the left seat and there are some women drivers out there that I would put against sure. any big talking guy. Sure, sure. So for, <laughs> for people who have never been to the festival, mm-hmm. what are some of the maybe obvious mm-hmm. things that people expect or that are highlights? And then for people who are non-car people, maybe yeah. why should they go? For sure. So, uh, it's funny because one of the things that that I kind of converse with people too is that they think the auction is the festival, mm-hmm. and that that's so outer towners will go to the auction park and go to the auction and never make it for mm-hmm. any downtown events, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, I didn't even know there was anything downtown," yeah. or the people come downtown for all the free activities that we do and never make it out to the auction mm-hmm. park. So there's kind of this disconnect, but when you're having this conversation with outsiders, they don't care who's throwing it, where it's coming from. They just know they want to come have a good time, enjoy some cars, food, music, that kind of stuff. So we try not to to let that um, conversation, you know, trip us up too much on sure. just, hey, come and have a good time. We yeah. don't care what you're coming for, but sure. these are all the things. So uh, obviously the auction park, they're having an auction this year. Um, but then downtown Auburn, I mean, we have, uh, so the two big days are September 3rd and 4th. That's a Friday and Saturday. So Friday is uh, the cruising. So we probably have 800 cars oh, wow. on a normal year. Okay. So, I mean, we, we close like 11 square blocks and wow. we build a stage uh, right by the Cobb County Courthouse, musical acts, um, 11 to 15 food trucks. So what we say is we have, I think it's more than 50 events in the span of what is under the ACD Festival umbrella. Oh, wow. Uh, most are free. Some are ticketed. Sure, so sure. like the Sunday before we do a garage cruise, we're actually... Um, private garages open up their garages and let people know like the projects that they're working on and the cars that they have and that kind of stuff. So, okay. um, man, there's just so much. So I, music, food, and there is a, a publication. It's actually called the ATA, All Things Auburn, mm-hmm. um, which uh, Business People Magazine does publish that. Okay. And so it comes out with, I believe, July's issue of Business okay. People Magazine. And it gives you a rundown of festival events of everything that's happening in that realm. So. All right. So even if you're a person who does isn't into cars, but you're a person who likes food, oh, yeah. you can find something. Food, to yeah. music. Okay. Um, All right. 
All right. Yeah. So, so the festival is a big one. What else is on your plate that's either keeping you up at night or making you excited or maybe a little bit of both? Yeah, um, I would definitely say it's car centric mm-hmm. um, for the most part. But I mean, like I said, Spencerville Covered Bridge, they're mm-hmm. getting ready to open. So it's how do we support that? Yeah. So what's the history of that bridge? I've heard of it. But I, that's about the end of my knowledge. Spoke too soon. I I know it's, I should know more. Yeah. Well, that's Um, okay. That's all right. It's really old. Uh, (laughs) People love driving over it. It was closed for drivers. They're getting ready to open it back up for drivers. I feel like it was a couple of years. Oh, really? Okay. Um, And so, you know, there's people that really love that bridge and want to see it kind of revive. So the county put, you know, some money into it. We found granting opportunities for them. Um, a local historian helped present this really big grant opportunity for us, John Bry, um, who, you know, like I said, so they're just some movers and shakers saying sure. we need to get this back. So uh, so when is it reopened? It's mid-jul- uh, mid-June is okay. what I hear. Right. So hopefully, and I'm trying to help them. So, th- and this is where I find my role as a visitor's bureau um, helpful and really fun too. Yeah, sure. Right? Because I'm able to say like, okay, so when we open that back up, like how do we, how do we maybe sell raffle tickets to um, have somebody ride in a Duesenberg across the bridge? Oh, so yeah. right when it opens, oh, like yeah. how can we, you know, use our car connections or museum connections as a, as a historical piece of DeKalb yeah. County? Put people in a Duesenberg, raffle off a ride across it, you yeah, know, um, yeah. and, and get more money for what your cause is. Sure, sure. Um, I always thought it'd be fun to have Secular Pickles out of St. Joe do like a Bloody Mary bar for mm-hmm. festival because oh, yeah. after the Parade of Classics on Saturday, like that's kind of what the VIPs and stuff drink. Sure. Everybody comes to the bar and they have a Bloody Mary. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, well, we have these really great pickles. Let's kind of do this. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it's where that objectivity comes oh, in, for sure. where you can look at it differently. And even though it's got a really rich history, you can bring some new stuff on board because you're looking mm-hmm. at it with a fresh set of eyes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to turn now to the speed round of the program, where I ask you three <laughs> questions. And I'm actually going to throw you a curveball. Um, but the two first ones I'm going to ask you are things you should probably know are coming. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about career success and finding a career path. You've obviously made some changes along the way, mm-hmm. been fortunate to do a lot of different things that you love. What's your best career advice? If you were talking to one of your kids, I think you mentioned your kids are 15 and 12, so they're not quite yet thinking probably about what Mm -hmm. they want to do with the rest of their lives, but soon they will be. For sure. Or if you're talking to someone else who is trying to decide what career they should land in, what's your best piece of advice? I'm going to actually give you two, if that's okay. So first, I would say... um, Self-reflection is a good thing. So I think we were chatting earlier about how like Clifton Strengths tests, mm-hmm. um, personality tests, and assessments uh, yep. really are good for you to understand how you yourself work and how the people around you work. So I think, you know, managing expectations is such a key to happiness. Mm-hmm. Like you can be happy in probably any capacity as long as you set those expectations up and you go like, okay. Well, money's not really important to me, so I'm okay for working for a lower wage for flexibility for my kids or, uh, you know, not having to work weekends or whatever. So I would just say, like, know enough about yourself to know what kind of work environment you want, what you work best in, where your optimum productivity is, um, and manage those expectations. Yeah. Um, and and the second piece of advice I would guess I would say is um, don't forget to have fun. I think so many people, yeah. especially in tourism, I always say like, if you're in tourism and you're not having fun, you're totally doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah it's, for sure. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. So 
I think that, like I said, the authenticity, I think people can feel your energy. So yeah. if you're excited about what you're doing, no matter what yeah. it is, people can feel that and sense that and they want to be around you and they want to contribute and they want to partner. So Yeah, I really like that advice because I think it's also important for people to know it's it's okay and even good to have fun at work. Uh, I, yes. I think I grew up thinking it was supposed to be difficult yeah. and drudgery and it really honestly wasn't until, no offense to my prior employers, I didn't really get to experience that until I started working here mm -hmm. and it's why I've been here for 16 years. I actually come to work and I'm like, yeah, we work hard and there's days that aren't great but mm -hmm. most days I get to be myself, I get to have fun, and that's way better than not, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I just feel so lucky that I've, um, I guess I've just had these opportunities along the way to go like, that suits me or maybe that doesn't and I'm going to hold out. And I have often sacrificed like money for flexibility because I think I would say a lot of moms in my position, I mean, that is that, that mom life, work life is such a delicate balance and it's different for everybody. So, you know, as women, I guess that's my advice is just like figure out what parameters you want and kind of stick to that because you'll find that you can manage that better and then you're ultimately happier in your home life and your work life. Yeah. So, so it's the old adage that you can have anything, you can't have everything, mm -hmm. but you can have anything you want. You just have to decide what your priorities are. For sure. Yeah. That's yeah. really good advice. Okay. Um, second quick question. If you were going to describe your organization to someone succinctly, if you're going to say, here's what That's we do. my elevator do, speech. Yeah. <laughs> what, what would you say is the succinct way of describing the DeKalb County Visitors Bureau? Um, basically, I would just say, um, I, I, I like to list it, right? What are my top 10? What are my top 10 attractions? What are my top 10 stakeholders? What are, what are kind of my top 10 things I need to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. And then I go out there and I talk about them mm -hmm. and I talk about them and I talk about them and I find, um, I'm actually giving a, 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 a presentation tomorrow to the state of Indiana on a tourism call okay. about our DeKalb County TikTok. Yep. Cause I was able to kind of hop on the, the, the TikTok thing yeah. before it was, uh, before anybody, you know, 40 plus knew what sure, it was. I sure. saw my kids on it and I was yeah. like, I, you know, for one, I don't know if I want them to be on it, but what yeah. is this thing? And it was kind of like that discovery um, and then I found out there's this huge underground car culture. So, hmm. I mean, and the fact that there's a translate button, like I'm having conversations with people from Hong Kong from, you know, and the only thing I can understand at first is Duesenberg. Yeah. And then I hit the translate button. It's like, that's on my bucket list, you know, oh, so wow. I'm having these just amazing yeah. conversations around the world. But then there's also a conversation from, you know, a gentleman in Garrett who goes oh, 15 minutes away and I had no idea this yeah. was there. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, that's been a lot of fun. Okay. All right. Well, here's the last one, and this is where the curveball comes in. Uh -oh. Okay. I have to confess, I have not spent hardly any time in Auburn. And we're going to put the festival aside, because I think you've got good momentum there. You obviously mm -hmm. want people to come. But let's say I was going to spend, or someone who's listening to this, was going to spend a day in DeKalb County. Mm -hmm. What would you say are the three or four things that they should do with that day. And I know this puts you in a difficult yeah, position because no, totally you have to leave fine. out 70 um, or 80 that you might recommend. But what are your top man, three or four? I, I would say if you've never been to the Auburn Court Duesenberg Museum, mm -hmm. you have to. I mean, okay. we actually have four car museums in DeKalb County. Uh, I did not realize there were four. I was going to okay. say most people know of the one, but yeah. then that's kind of where it stops. So there's an early Ford V8, which mm -hmm. is 1932 to 53, I believe, of uh, old Fords. Um, and it actually looks like a 1936 uh, 
Ford showroom. Okay. So like if you were oh, walking wow. to a dealership in 36, like that's what it would have looked like. So okay. it's actually pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Natmus is National Automotive Truck Museum. It's right behind ACD. Okay. Um, so they've got more of the muscle cars because we kind of play with that, right? Like what's the nostalgia? The nostalgia of, of my age yeah. is different than the 50s, 60s, and sure. then the ACD cars. Sure. And not that we can't appreciate them all, but what does that nostalgia look like for us? Um, so I would definitely say uh, the car museums, um, even if you're not a car person, I mean, there are some really cool photo opportunities. So, yeah. um, you know, those always blow up on Instagram. So you want <laughs> sure. you want some likes and whatever, yeah. uh, you know, throw that up on your Instagram page right. for sure. Um <laughs> Like I said, Auburn City Steakhouse is great. Shorty Steakhouse is great. There's a White Oak Wine Cafe that's like a charcuterie and okay. some amazing wine selections. And the outdoor patio kind of looks like this French kind of outdoor seating space. It's oh, wow. phenomenal. Okay. Um, oh, man. I don't know. Come. And there's, there's be murals ready to eat all over the place, too. And be correct? ready. To, oh, there, there are. Am I correct on that? There are so many murals, which is great. And uh, Alex Hall, who's Fort Wayne, uh, really helped kick off. Um, and work the dynamics of the mural fest, which okay. Garrett got to be a part of yep. because Auburn already had some. So I felt like, right, sure. we always try to spread the love a little bit. Uh, Enrico Diamante did yep. the Garrett mural for us, which was phenomenal. Okay, So he's going to be doing a second one in uh, Garrett uh, this summer. Auburn has so many. They're actually um, uh, doing... Uh, on Ninth Street. So that's kind of like our car club street. That's okay. where the festival started. Uh, Martha's Popcorn is there. Um, so yeah, there are so many murals. And actually that's what, one of the things on my docket that I've wanted to have gotten to, but haven't is do some kind of mural uh, walk map yeah. so people sure. know. Cause they ask me and I'm like, well, you know, you go this way. I'd love to have something tangible. Sure. Or digital passport related to be like, oh, here you go. That's how you get to all of them because there are so many. Sure. Well, between your two kids and your six boards and your full-time <laughs> job, maybe you can put that somewhere well, on the list know, of things to do. Uh, it's, on, yeah. it's on the docket. Yeah, well, well, I will put myself on the record as thanks to your information. I will come visit sometime. Maybe I'll even bring Turner and we can have a great time in DeKalb County. It's always an open invitation. And anybody that knows me knows I will take an afternoon off of work and say like, let me show you the museums. Like there are so many great things here. Um, and it's funny, we, we uh, my, my one of my best friends, Brandon Anderson, who runs the ACD Museum is great about getting these cars out in the community. So we actually had the gentleman from the Gilmore Museum uh, visit us two weeks ago. And so we were kind of showing them around the museum and Brandon pulls out the Duesenberg. He's like, come on, let's go out to lunch. And they're like, we're going to lunch in a Duesenberg. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, why not? Yeah. Like yeah. they're made to drive. Let's get out of here. And so they're like, well, when you come to visit us, I, we don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we kind of like that, like surprising people. And actually that's a good thing. Uh, if you don't mind me saying, so Father's Day, we're actually going to okay. have free rides outside of the ACD museum. All right. And they're going to have some Duesenbergs out there and that kind of stuff. So if you've ever wanted to ride one of these cars... Um, it's free will donation, but uh, Father's Day. is that Day, all weekend or? I believe it's just Sunday. Sunday, And it's okay. probably afternoon hours if I were to guess. All right. So. Okay. Uh, and they can find information about that on your website, they which sure is? sure can. Uh, visit DeKalb.org. All right. Well, Amber, thank you so much. This has been fun. Uh, it's great to talk with you and to hear a little bit about your background and the organization you work for. Thanks to you. And thanks to everyone who took time to listen to this episode. We'll be back next week with another great guest. And we hope you'll join us then.